Welcome in, everybody, on Church Online. We're so glad to have you, and uh, I'm really excited for this conversation about mentorship, and with my mentor, I just want to give some love to you, Pastor, that, um, you know, I think a lot of people don't know they need mentorship. I think a lot of people don't know uh, that you're, you're a mentor for so many people uh, without even them knowing it, some, some of them, but uh, you're, you're just a you're a better mentor off the platform than on the platform. And so I'm just thankful to get some time with you um, and some, some, some uh, just even more deposits into my life with this conversation. I'm excited to walk through it and learn more and more what you think about mentorship. Man, well, thank you. And uh, this is going to be awesome. This is, this is our first time doing something like this. Right. And so uh, for those of you watching, we're just going to have a conversation and have fun. It's going to be a little free-flowing, and I, I kind of have a general idea of where we're going to go, but I don't know everywhere we're going to go. Yeah. Um, but I do want to say this, just as we talk about mentorship, and I'm sure this will come up in the conversation, uh, you were gracious towards me just a moment ago, but I want to be gracious towards you because I think one of the things you do so well, and the reason I wanted to have this conversation with you, is you have become a master of becoming a student, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And it's, it's kind of a, uh, I've never told you this before, it's kind of a joke between me and Marissa, but there's so many things that you pick up on that I do mm -hmm. that uh, I think it started intentional and sometimes I even wonder if now it's unintentional, but I almost have to be, okay, I, it, it puts a check on me to make sure that um, Am I being the kind of leader? Am I doing the things that I want other people to embody? But what I want to say about, about you is uh, other people could learn a lot from you wow. about how, what, it, what it means to have a leader in your life or a mentor in your life and how to, how to become a student of that person. And you do it so well. So I just want to, as we get into this conversation, I think you're going to have just as much to add wow. as, as I yeah. will. Well, thank you. And um, maybe what we can start with is, um, well, something that you've taught me mm -hmm. is you can't, uh, you can't be a mentor mm -hmm. without having the posture of a mentee. Mm -hmm. to, you, can't, you can't teach mm -hmm. if you don't have the posture of a student. Yeah. And um, so maybe walk us through, um, like, wh what do you see as, like, the biggest benefit of being mentored? Like, yeah. if someone's watching today and they maybe don't have a mentor, or they don't see the value of mentorship, what do you see as like the greatest benefit? Well, let's first define what we mean when we say mentorship. Yeah. And I didn't look this up in the dictionary, so I don't know what the dictionary definition is. But when I think of a mentor, th these words are interchangeable to me, is I think of a leader. Yeah. Like a lot of people want a mentor in their life. Sometimes what we don't realize is that all of us need a leader in our life. That's right. And so... I mean, a, a leader can be a teacher, obviously can be a pastor, can be a parent. Um, so I would just say for, for those of you watching, when, when we're talking about mentorship, in my mind, what that looks like is a leader in your life. And going along with, with leadership or having a leader is authority. So yeah. is there somebody who has not just leadership in your life, but authority in your life? I, for me... 
I think that helps frame up the conversation of yeah. what we're talking about Definitely. when we are saying why people want a mentor, what they really mean by that. Because like what a lot of people mean when they say mentor is something different than what I think about. So, so with that in mind, let's talk about what's the benefit of a mentor. Well, two things. You talked about a teacher. Uh, a mentor allows you to learn from somebody else's pain. Really so lots, lots of times we hmm. think that, you know, the only way you can learn things is through experience or going through hardship. And absolutely, when you go through pain, when you go through hardship, you can learn some lessons through that. Yep. But what a mentor allows you to do is the first thing I would say, it allows you to learn from somebody else's pain. Yeah. The second thing is it also allows you to learn from somebody else's perspective. Hmm. So generally speaking, uh, a mentor, a leader, uh, they have a perspective that you don't have. Yeah. And I just know in my own life, and all of us need leaders, all of us need mentors in my own life, those are the two greatest things is somebody has a perspective that I don't have. So when I'm kind of in the weeds on something or when I'm confused on something, I can go to a leader and I can say, in, in my case, it's often, it's not only my pastor, but it's often my pastor. Yeah. And I say, this is what I'm going through. What do you see that I don't see? Right. Or when I'm experiencing, uh, like even getting into this building, I had so many other helpful leaders and mentors who've gone through building projects, yeah. who have gone through raising money, who have been through all these things. I was saved a lot of pain right. that I would have otherwise experienced because I had people coaching me through the process. Yeah. Well, I love two things that I just picked up on what you said is um, you can have a leader in your life, mm -hmm. but they might not have authority. Yeah. And uh, so maybe talk about that difference. Like what, what do you feel like unlocks like, so somebody wants, wants that leader in their life, they're craving it. I mean, I'm yeah. thinking of someone in my mind we've yeah. talked about that yeah. wants that leadership or that authority, uh, leadership, but maybe they haven't given authority to that person. What does that look like? Yeah. I mean, again, with, with mentorship, I, what you're doing is, is you are placing yourself to be taught by somebody. And so this would maybe be a, a good way to frame it. I think this is like a, a ancient Chinese proverb. I hope I'm not just making it up, but it's something to the effect of when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And so the, the first thing is like just recognizing that if you want a mentor in your life, you have to be in a position of willing to learn. Yeah. And if you're a person who's not teachable, if you're a person who's not coachable, yep. if, if you're a person that just wants to be affirmed on all this stuff you're, you're doing, you're really not ready for a mentor. And so when I talk about authority, what you're acknowledging is that this, this person knows some stuff that I don't know. They have a perspective that I don't, I don't have. And so I'm going to humble myself. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't mean that they're perfect. It doesn't mean that they're flawless. I mean, right. you've been around me enough to know I've got plenty of flaws. And there's plenty of times when I've, when I've failed. But what you are saying is I've, there's also some things that I can learn. Yeah. And if I just come in like I know it all, I'm a hot shot, uh, I, there's, you know, I've already thought of the stuff he's going to say, yep. then you're not going to get any benefit from the relationship. So when I say authority, that that's what I mean. Like it, it really is. Have you taken a posture of humility? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think something that I hope you know that you have in my life mm-hmm. uh, that is uh, permission. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't give permission to yeah. leaders. And, um, and I think for me, when I'm leading, um, something that I look for is, is someone giving me permission to speak to that right. 180 degrees that they don't see. And um, something I was thinking about is blind spots. You know, our periphery gives us, you know, almost 100, almost 180 degrees, but that's, that's missing 180 yeah. degrees behind us. And yeah. so, um, well, I mean, what I heard you say was uh, speaking to that perspective. There's mm-hmm. a whole world that we couldn't see that a leader could speak into. And maybe um, what, what are some moments in your life where as a mentee so Mm -hmm. you with your mentors you talked a little bit about the building um but maybe even before you were a pastor or what were some moments where you felt like i am so thankful for this mentor or what how has mentorship shaped you well I'll i'll tell you this um i was i was reflecting on it leading up to this conversation just realizing some of the mentors that god put in my life and Many of them were intentional, but the way it came about isn't necessarily the way some people would expect. Like, again, when most people think of mentorship, maybe this is something you'll get to. What I found what most people are looking for is they, they want somebody who is going to sit down with them once a week, have coffee, yeah. and ask them about their life. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was one of my questions. Okay. Yeah, keep going. I don't want to well, interrupt. Well, so maybe we circle back to it. But the mentors in my life did not start that way. Yeah. That's what I wanted to say. Yep. So I think back to one of my one of my first mentors, and uh, it was this guy by the name of Russ Adams. I was going to college, and just a picture into my life at this time, I was 18 years old. Uh, I was God had called me to ministry at 17, so I was I was studying for ministry. Uh, I was so in school full-time, I was working a full-time job. I was serving in the children's ministry at church. That was my life, and plus being in college, having friends. And there was this man who I knew, I'd, I'd heard him speak before, he had an international ministry, and I was just drawn to what I would say the anointing on his life mm-hmm. or drawn to the mantle on his life. Yeah. What I did not do is go up to him and say, man, I would really love it if you would mentor me. Could we meet for coffee once a week? Mm. Or would you be in my life? What I did was he had a ministry, and I don't even remember if I went up to him. I think I've found somebody working in his ministry. I, I said, is there a place in your ministry that I could serve? Mm. I and that. so, like, yeah. I'm just trying to paint this picture. While I was in college, going to school full-time, working a full-time job, right. Going to church, serving in the kids' ministry at church. In addition to that, once a week, it was usually on Tuesdays, sometimes Wednesdays, I would go into his office, wow. in a little office, and I would serve. Many times it was no time with him. Yeah. wasn't in there. That, uh, over the course of time, I had a key to the office. He wouldn't even be in there. And you know what I would do is I would stuff envelopes. Hmm. And there was this connection in my mind of there's something on his life that I want on my life. And I know the best way to open up that door is through service. Not through a, like a conversation might've been what I wanted, but I knew the the seed to that 
was through service. Mm. And so anyway, it's just over the course, the, the things happened. I got to be part of the staff. When I say staff, volunteer staff, not paid. Yeah. I get invited to staff meetings. He would sometimes give a little teaching. Yeah. Uh, he would give me books and I would read those books. He would um, talk to me about his philosophy of ministry. And when I say talk to me, like in the context of other staff people, um, and this was over a two-year span. I eventually went to Thailand and helped his ministry wow. start a children's home. But what I'm saying is all of that started with stuffing envelopes. Yeah. All of that started with hand addressing um, things to financial partners that he would send mailings to. It didn't start through, through a conversation. Right. And so the way mentorship came into my life was by saying, there's something on his life that I want yeah. on my life. Yep. And I believe, really, it's not even so much in him, but I believe my faith was in God. God, if I serve his ministry, I believe you'll do something in the ministry you have for me, even just like my life. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I mean, what I heard you say was, uh, is uh, he had something that you wanted in your life. So you made a point to be somewhere in his life. Right. To, to pick it up. And um, so let's go back kind of even clear definition mm -hmm. of of a mentor or a mm -hmm. leader mm -hmm. because i think with the, the picture you just painted mm -hmm. might have just dispelled some myths for people but i don't know if you even remember this conversation mm -hmm. i remember it so okay. vividly um so no <laughs> no pressure <laughs> but um you you said to me at one point we were having a conversation about this about what's the difference between a leader mm -hmm. and a friend because mm -hmm. we need both yeah. of those things in your yeah. life and you said a leader does, says this, mm -hmm. and a friend does, says this. Do you remember it? Uh, I remember the conversation. I don't remember what I said to you, though. Well, I'm quoting you anyway. Okay. But, so you said this, and I, I will never forget it. Is you said, uh, a leader says, you should, mm -hmm. and a friend says, me, me too. too. Yeah. And that was just so valuable for me, just because I think a lot of times we can get it mixed up of, like, what's a leader supposed to be in my life and what's a friend supposed to be in my life. And... Um, just you painting that picture of what that leader was. I'm not like, I'm not even having conversations with him, but I'm picking up something yeah. that I wouldn't ordinarily get if I wasn't around him or around yeah. his, his space. Um, but maybe, maybe go into a practical now. So someone who's looking into, uh, how do I, how do I find a mentor? We kinda, yeah. You kind of touched on it a little bit, but like, what do you think if someone's like, okay, I'm, I'm hearing this conversation. I feel like I do need that in my life. Yeah. How do you find a mentor? Well, one myth I, I want to dispel is to just say that you only need one mentor in your life. Yeah. I think you need multiple mentors in your life. Uh, for example, if I want to know how to grow as a dad and as a father, I'm probably going to pick up the phone and talk to my dad because he was a great dad. Yeah. If I want to improve at golf, I'm going to get a golf coach, yeah. right? If I want to get better at the gym, I'm going to hire a physical trainer. Yeah. You know, if I'm thinking about finances, I need a financial advisor. And so when we, we talk about mentorship, sometimes we have this like starry eyed vision that we're going to have one person, that is going to fulfill every need we have in our life as we think about growing and learning. Yeah. And just think about this. 
um, not even God fulfills every need in our life. You know, when God created Adam and Eve, he, he said, it's not good that man would be alone. So he created Eve yeah. for Adam. And one person, like your wife is not going to fulfill every need. Like you need right. friendships. And so same thing applies to mentorship. One leader, you might have a primary voice, like a pastor or you might have a parent that is an authority figure. Yep. You might have a coach that you need to listen to one. Like there's primary voices in our life, mm. but that's not to say that you just need one mentor. So let's, let's kind of frame that up. There's okay. lots of mentors, lots of people that you can learn from in terms of how you go about it. Lots of times when people are looking for a mentor and I, I alluded to this, you know, they're looking for somebody to sit down with them and have coffee and ask them questions. And the truth is, um, that's not a mentor. That's a friend. Yeah. The truth is they want somebody that's interested in them and they want to do all the talking. And when you're looking for a mentor, um, you can find mentors in all sorts of places. Yeah. I'm thinking, of, and this is again, what you do so well in Proverbs 20 verse five, it says that counsel in the heart of a man is like deep waters, wow. but a man of understanding will draw it out. So, so what that means is that it really is more dependent on you to what you can pick up from a person than what that person can give you. So, (laughs) so it's really more dependent on, on you and what you can pick up from a person than what that person can give you. Hmm. So the, the way I'll I'll give you an practical example of this, um, We've talked about, you know, Pastor Kevin uh, is a big voice in my life. Yeah. Um, you know, next to my parents and really even at this point in my life, one of the primary voices in my life. Um, but before he was ever my pastor, before we had this, the, the depth and closeness of the relationship we, we do, um, I was, I remember being close just in proximity to him. And he was in a conversation with somebody else and I was part of the conversation, but he was saying some things and I was like, wow, that's, that's wisdom right there. Right. I'm going to write that down because that's, that's value added to my life. Yeah. Um, I'll kind of go one step, one step further. I know lots of people that say, man, I would love if I had a relationship with this person. I would love if this person could speak into my life. I would love if this person could help me with my problem. I would love if I could pick up the phone and talk to them. Yeah. But the truth is they're not using the resources that's available to them right now. So I'll use a very practical example. So we'll talk about just in my world, our world, ministry, pastors, leaders. Um, there's people who pastor large churches and have a lot of influence, and whether it's uh, Jensen Franklin or Craig Rochelle or Pastor Kevin, all these different people. It's like, man, I I would love if I had opportunity to talk to them. And my thought is, well, have you, how many of their books have you read? How many of their podcasts have you listened to? How many of their sermons do you listen to? Like there's so much you can learn from somebody before ever getting into a space like this where we have conversation. On a much, much, much smaller scale, people can have the same thing with me. It's like, man, I would love it if I could just have coffee with Pastor Justin or if I could uh, pick up the phone or talk to him. And the best that I have to give people really is on a Sunday morning. 
Yeah. That's where I'm seeking God right. for what people need. It's, it's where I'm saying, God, you know what they need? Speak through me. I'm studying God's word. I'm, I'm thinking about that. And I'm, I'm crafting a message that's going to be helpful, that's going to be memorable. And there's many people that would love to sit down and have coffee, love to have a friendship relationship, but I'll see them at church like once every six weeks. Yeah. And what I'm trying to say is to enter into a, a relationship where you're being mentored, where you're learning from someone, there's so much learning you can do yep. before you ever get to that point. Great. And the truth is when you get to that point, like most of the stuff that they would tell you that I would tell a person or that somebody that you want to learn from, yeah. uh, it's, it's going to, it's going to be in something that they've already released that that's out there. And yeah. it's uh, again, to just take it one scale further, it's, it's the same kind of thing of, man, I want to hear from God. I want God to speak to me on this decision. And they've never read their Bible or they're not reading their Bible. Yeah, and, and so I, I just want to say to kind of bring it all back, like having a mentor in your life, it's way more dependent on you, what you can pick up and what you can glean versus what that person is going to give you. Yeah. If you're not in a position and if you're not in a posture that says, I'm hungry for this, I'm a sponge. I, I soak up the opportunities that are in front of me. I want to learn. Um, that's the first thing. And, and the other thing with that too, there's all sorts of people you can learn from that they don't just necessarily have to have some level of success or some level of anointing or some uh, aspect of prestige to, to make it valuable. Like, again, just in my world, real world, I love being around church planners. Yep. And when I get around, I mean, we've been doing this 12 years now, yep. but I like being around guys who have just started right. a couple years in, three yep. years in, four years in, and um, I'll have my phone out taking notes. And I'm not saying they're a mentor, but what I am saying is there's stuff that I can learn from them. Right. And if, if I take that posture with people that are just in different aspects, it's going to put me in a better position when God brings somebody in my life yep. that is a voice of authority, that is a primary voice. So then it's like, okay, um, n now I'm ready to receive, like I'm coachable, I'm teachable. Yeah. So, Well, it made me think of... Uh Elisha and Elijah. Mm. Correct me if I'm wrong, mm. but I, th I think the only thing that was mentioned, because Elisha, you know, he, he burned the, or yeah, burned he the, burned the plows, burned the plows, and he mm. started following the man of God. He, mm. he had a mentor. It, he was being mentored by this person. I think the only thing in Scripture it says about the years mm. that he was mentoring mm. him is he, I think he washed yeah. hands, right? Yeah. And and so I think. You know, we have this grand picture, like you said. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm so lucky. I, I get time with you every two mm -hmm. weeks. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I, that's why, I mean, I hope I come to those meetings just hungry. Yeah. And that I'm honestly con convicted I need to do better about that. But um, but who, who can you wash the hands? Of? Like, that's that's the, the thing I was picking up. And, and um, we're going to kick it back over to our hosts in just a second. But um, who are going to lead people in a, a prayer? Yeah. But... Um, uh, how, how, how do you feel like someone could benefit from the, the mentorship of Jesus? Or how can we yeah. kind of close on being a mentee that would lead them into a posture of yeah, so, choosing Jesus? So let's talk about Elisha for just a minute. Yeah. I don't know how much time we have, but I'll take some time to talk about this. Yep. So for, I forget the number of years, but for, 
for years. Right. This guy, he w essentially he was the servant of Elijah. Yeah. And you got to just imagine how many people, I mean, he's a full-grown man. Yep. Like, how many people are thinking, you know, Elisha, why don't you start your own ministry? Right. You know, Elisha, like, Elijah's not that great. Like, you can do some stuff too. But his, his whole, the hallmark of his time with Elijah was, yeah, it says, isn't this the man who poured water on Elijah's hands? He was a servant, essentially, but he washes hands. Um, Elijah's known as the greatest prophet, yep. but Elisha did twice as many miracles as Elijah. Mm. I just think that's the way it is in the kingdom of God, where preparation time is never wasted time great and so like when you're with a mentor what you're doing might not seem like it's glamorous but in the in the kingdom of god like god has a way of accelerating you to get you where you need to be at the right time and in elisha's case it was a double portion i didn't say this but one of the keys i think in in finding a mentor if you when going back to, to Russ Adams when I was in college and just seeing this guy's ministry and thinking, okay, there's something on his life that I want on my life. Yeah. One of the greatest ways to do that, I talked about service, but here's the second way. It would be simply to value what they value. Mm. Um, I remember this was early on in our church, maybe three or four years. There was a college kid wanted to uh, meet with me and I pretty much, you know, I, I don't take every meeting now, but um, then I, I'd almost never say no to a meeting. Um, our church was a lot smaller. And so I met with him for coffee, and uh, we had a good conversation. But this kid was like, hey, will you mentor me? And I said, well, what do you mean by that? And he's like, well, just hoping like maybe we could get together once a week and we could talk about the Bible. And I said, well, I'm willing to do that. But, it, and I had just kind of done my homework before meeting with him. Um, this kid was not on a team yet. It was not serving. Yeah. Um, didn't come to church like super regularly. Uh, wasn't giving, you know, was not like really involved. And I said, I'm, I'm willing to do that. But before I do that, I would encourage you like more than getting value from what I can offer you. Like there's people in our church you can get a lot of value from. Yep. And if you would just start by going through essentials, right. if you would start by, getting on a team, if you would begin to take some steps of, you know, trusting God and, and being around some of these people then I'm willing to do it. But he didn't want to do any of that stuff. Right. And many times, again, what, what grants you access to somebody is to value what they value. Well, why did I bring that up? Because the call that God's put on my life is to build this church. It's not that velocity is the only thing that matters in the world, but it does matter to me. Yeah. And so if somebody yeah. wants time and access, my first thought is like, do you care about the same things right. that I care about? Because yeah. if you don't care about what I care about, then this is not fruitful. I need to be about the mandate and the mission and the vision that, that God has given me. And so just encouragement to people when they're looking for someone in their in their life, I would say, it looks, it starts with service, 
it looks like stuffing envelopes, but really, do you care about what that person cares about? And, and when you value what they value, maybe another way to put it, you, you talked about the difference between friends and leaders. Um, you know, friends have common interests, yeah. uh, but in a mentor-mentee relationship, there's common values. Mm. And so, again, going back to Russ Adams, there was some things on his life that I valued. Yeah. There were things that he valued that I valued. And so when you have some common values, that opens the door um, for people to invest, for you to be in a position to receive. You have to position yourself to be a learner. Right. And uh, anyways, I hope that's helpful. Those are just some, so good. some thoughts on my mind. Well, today we talked a lot about the value of being mentored mm -hmm. and how to find a mentor. What, what, why does that matter? And uh, next week, I hope you come back. And we want to just first say this is in the middle of our popcorn and movie series, yeah. which has been incredible so far. We're yeah. always doing an incredible job of that. Our team does a great job. Um, so if you can come visit us in person, come. It's, it's an experience unlike any other. And y you will be blown away with what our teams and uh, what God's doing through popcorn and movies. But for everybody who can't visit us in person, we have an amazing week next week in store. We're going to talk through what is what are the value what's the value of mentoring how do we mentor better um, because i think you said this is is you know everybody's a mentor if you're a father yeah if you if you are a teacher everybody yeah. has someone in their life that they're putting influence on so mm -hmm. we had better learn how to do that well yeah and there's nobody better that does that in, in my life in my sphere that than pastor and so we're going to talk about that next week but we're going to kick it back to our host right now who's going to talk more about what it means to make Jesus your mentor or the authority in your life and take that next step.